The R in SMART goals is realistic, and that's the dumbest thing ever. Hey, welcome back to All In. What's shaking? I am Rick Jordan, your host. And today you get me and all me and nothing but me on my first solo episode in a long time. And today I'm going to give you 10 amazing things that I've been thinking about lately. Going through a lot of books. We're getting into 2021 here. And of course, I'm seeing these memes on Instagram and across all social media, you know, especially after the January 6th Capitol Hill riots. You know, it's like, well, 2021 was off to a good start. That's like, well, back to drinking, you know, on the 6th of January, just because everyone's like 2020 was great. It's gone. Woohoo. It's like, well, that didn't last long. That's stupid. Why are you thinking that way? Things are going to come up all the time. And these are things that I've been thinking about lately. And I'm going to give you 10 things that I've been thinking about. You ready for this? Here it goes. As you're looking into 2021, there's a lot of conservatism that's going on right now because we're scared. We're freaked out that this year is going to be just like last year. We had this wonderful thought process of, you know, all these things we were going to accomplish this year because it's not 2020. Why? Because we're thinking it's new. It's fresh. But now we've got all this junk happening at the beginning of the year. We're like, oh, maybe it's going to be the same thing. So now you're thinking about putting your plans on hold. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Number one, I commit first and I figure it out later. Right. Creativity follows commitment. If you don't do that, you start at the end and saying, you know what? I'm already there. I'm already completing this in my mind. I'm visualizing this, that it's done. What was your goal? Was your goal to lose weight this year? Was that your new year's resolution? Because that's not a good thing to make. Anyways, you want to make your goal to be healthy. Think about the real outcome that you really, really, really want and commit to it now. Don't figure it out. Don't try to be like, oh, I got to find a diet first. Or, you know what, I'm doing this, this new business venture. I need to find financing first. If you commit now, sign the freaking contract. You know, just do it because creativity, the, the thought process, all the steps are going to happen once you commit to that. Number two, I take action. That's right. I don't just throw this thing out there, this commitment, and be like, hey, you know, we'll just see if it happens or something like that. Wrong. What do I do? I write down my commitment, and then I work backwards from that. I'm thinking, hey, what actions do I need to take in order to reach that? I start backwards doing the timeline and saying from step 10 all the way down to step zero, what do I need to do? Okay, I need to call this person. Okay, I need to sign this deal. Okay, I need to make sure that I I buy a new rower, which I did before the pandemic started because I had goals that I wanted to. And then I just went out and did it. I don't try to figure these things out. I commit first and then number two, I take action. There's gonna be a lot of cool things coming across your plate this year. I know there is. And I had some things that are coming my way. And at the end of last year, in December, there was this big deal that came across my plate. And you know what? I caught myself. I caught myself about to just think about this thing and say, hey, is this a good thing to do? When I've tried to live my life, at least the past couple of years with number three, where I just say yes. I think back to when I bought, actually, it's ironic, the watch that I'm wearing today. 
It's a Bulgari Octophenissimo. I've talked about it before. It's a $20,000 watch. When I walked in there, I looked at it in the case number one of 15, limited edition, the only one left. The guy's like, do you want? I'm like, hold on, let me think about it for just, just a couple minutes, okay? And I'd already been there a couple months prior, and I left the store without it. I left the boutique without it. But then this time, I'm like, you know what? Just give me a little bit. I walk away just for two seconds. I turn around. I'm like, what do I need to do? I just say yes. What do you need to just say yes to right now? What do you need to accomplish this year that the only thing holding you back from moving forward with your dreams, your visions, is that you're saying no? Entrepreneurs or people that are successful in life, anybody that actually obtains what they're going after, they don't try to find all the reasons not to do something. They try to find the one single reason, the one single reason why they can say yes. Is it something you really want? How bad do you want it? Do you need to cut ties with somebody in a relationship? Do you need to have a, a tough conversation with a family member? Do you need to, because it, things have strained, relationships have been strained this past year. Do you need to terminate an employee if you're a business owner? And you've had all these reasons come across why you shouldn't do it. But now you're thinking, what if I did? What if I actually said yes to moving forward? Yes to my life. Yes to my happiness. Yes to actually removing the things, the negativity that's keeping me back. Because when the opportunities come across, I won't have any reason to say no. This happened just a couple weeks ago to where I was pondering saying no to an opportunity. And I'm asking all these questions like, is this going to pigeonhole me? Is this going to, you know, put me on one side of the fence or the other side? Uh, you know, I've got reservations about this. And it wasn't like a moral or ethical gut check. But then in the moment, I'm like, you know what? This is dumb. I knew this would come across my plate at one point. And now it's right here. And all it's waiting for me to do is say yes. Once you say yes, number four is I go all the way. I've talked about this in podcasts before, as far as sales go, I've talked about this in relationships before, and that most people will stop right at the very moment of a breakthrough because they've tried to do something 17 times, they've tried to do something 27 times, they've tried to do something 56 times, when it's on the 57th time, or the 58th time, or the 110th time, that things are finally going to break through. You just didn't see it through to the end. I've done that. You know what sucks? is that you look back on it in regret because you didn't follow through with what you thought you were going to do and go all the way and see it through to the end so that you can move into that next phase of your life, so that you can move into that next position, that next promotion, or, or that next amazing huge client that you want to sign, that next big deal, that next commission check, that next amazing partner, the next amazing spouse because you didn't go all the way. What's holding you back from going all the way? Are you saying no a lot? Are you not taking action? Are you not committing? What's holding you back from going all the way? Maybe it's this one. Number five, I choose quality over saving money. That's right. Did you hear that? I choose quality over saving money. This is something that I'm putting into place. It's been in place for the longest time in my business, in my life. Because, you know, I used to buy the, the cheap jeans back in the day. I used to buy the cheap shirts. You know, this T-shirt right here that I'm wearing right now is like an $80 T-shirt. 
I could buy a $7 t-shirt, even the ones that are branded with my freaking logo on them, with the RJ logo that you see behind me if you're watching on YouTube right now. Those t-shirts, as I, as I have them, they're great. You know, they're screen printed. They look fantastic. They only last like four washes. That's it. Even hang drying them. Whereas this one looks just freaking brand new and I've worn it I don't know how many times. I've talked about showing your value before and showing your value has a lot to do with your appearance too. You know what? Target's fine to shop at. You know what? Some of my workout clothes are from Target. That's cool. But I sure as hell don't show up to a client's wearing a, a dress shirt from Target. You know, that, that frays and has the little stringy things coming out there. I know because, you know, I used to shop at places like JCPenney too. And I know I'm talking about a lot of material things here, but what do you value over quality? What, what if it's something in your house, right? What if it's food? What if you're thinking, hey, you know what? I'm trying to lose weight this year, but you're looking at all the proper foods to eat and maybe you're juicing. You know, I did that before too. And you know, juicing can be freaking expensive, especially if you're looking at everything organic, which I did. That's a lot of money. But what, what do your goals demand? What do your dreams and your desires demand? It matters that you value quality over saving money. You try to save money now, you're going to end up pushing off. And I'm not going to talk about like the stupid cliches that, that's like, oh, you know, by the time you bought this one thing, you know, you buy this 10, the, the 10 of the same things that are these cheap items or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about delaying your happiness because you went cheap. Whether it's just looking good, feeling good, taking a, a look at yourself in the mirror or having a client do a deal with you or not do a deal with you because you sat down wearing cheap clothes in front of you, stuff that you've only had on for maybe 20 years or something. Find a way to value the quality over money because people value people that value themselves. Do you hear that? People value people that value themselves. If you're going for a new job promotion, a lot of people are out of work this year, right? You don't want to show up looking like a bum. I've interviewed bums. They don't work here. No good. Number six, I focus on now. Now, a lot of people be like, hey, you know, live in the moment. There's the cliche. That's great. Yeah, I focus on now. I focus on what I need to do today but I don't focus on now at the expense of the future. Did you hear that? And it's vice versa. I don't focus on the future at the expense of now because it doesn't mean that I have a plan. It doesn't mean that I don't have an end game in store for everything that's there. I'm still trying to figure out the steps, but for me, it's okay if I don't see the next three steps in front of me because if I don't commit and I don't take action and I don't say yes and I don't go all the way and I choose quality in the now, there's no way I'm taking those next three steps. There's no way that I'm achieving the thing that I want to achieve a year from now because I have to still get done what I need to get done today. I have to still take a look around me and, and the people that are surrounding me like, how can I best serve that person today? Because that's why I'm put on this earth. I'm not going to delay looking at that person or delay my task list for today just because I'm thinking about tomorrow or next week or, or, or whatever, just thinking, oh, you know, I'll get to it. That's laziness. Number seven, I create change. This one's huge because I get, I get really bored easily. This is a problem that I had in school in that when I already knew something or learned something new, 
I wouldn't do the homework. I even failed my sophomore year of English because it just made too much sense to me. It was just too easy reading the books. And I found out creative way to, ways to doing things. I only used to buy the cliff notes to the novels that I was supposed to read in high school because I knew I would still ace the tests. I didn't actually do the homework or anything because I knew I could absorb the information, especially subjects that came easy to me like math. And they're like, oh, Rick, that's great. Math was easy for you. Yeah, who cares? You know what? Math was easy for me, but there's other stuff that wasn't easy for me, like history. I couldn't remember all that crap. There's no way. You know, the, you know all the, the different dynasties of China or, you know, just Eastern Europe history or all that junk that we went through. Yeah, it was fascinating just reading about it. But for some reason, my brain did not retain that information. The only thing I did is made sure that I could pass the test. That's it. And actually, I did more homework in that class than anything else. And that's a class that I consistently got to be in, probably because I did the homework. But even in chemistry or whatever, I would only do the tests and I'd get 97s, 100s on finals because I retained all the information. And during the class, I would just get bored because it was all the same stuff all the time. When, when I look at business, it's, it's something that's in me is that I always have to be seeking change because if I become complacent and I get comfortable, which is what a lot of people did going into the pandemic, is they got comfortable with things how they were. Businesses, you know, the way that salespeople did their job, the ways that they called on customers, the way that they tried to organically sell within existing clients, even in my industry, in cybersecurity or managed service providers. They thought that this was going to be it, the, the way it was going to be forever. And now a lot of them are going out of business. It's tragic because they didn't adapt. And even more so, they didn't foresee this stuff coming. It was interesting because all the, all the remote workers and even the interactions with clients over Zoom or over uh, Microsoft Teams or Skype or whatever else people are using these days. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, FaceTime, whatever. This was something actually that my team was starting to put in place about six months prior to COVID before it even hit, because we were trying to create change. What was driving this change? We were trying to figure out, hey, how do we touch our clients more while spending less time? And because we have clients that are diversified and just sparse over a large geographical area, it was difficult to have that FaceTime with clients as much as we wanted to. So we started putting different rhythms and processes in place in order to see them, quote unquote, over Zoom a lot more often and eliminate those travel times or actually make it easier for clients to contact us. We created the change. When I'm working out, I see at some point in time, I get to where I'm rowing because what I do is I lift three to four times a week and then I row on the off days. I, I'll either work out seven days a week or I'll work out six days a week and take an off day, just a completely off day. But when I notice that, hey, this workout is too easy, that's a problem. I need to create the change because I want to keep moving forward. I want to keep making progress. I want to see the results. Chances are that whatever it is in your job, in your relationship, in whatever, you are sitting in the same place that you were two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, because you didn't create change. Now that change could be figuring out a way to make things better in your job. You could maybe come up with an idea that your boss has never heard of before. Or if you run a business, it could be that you're going to create a new product, a new service. That's awesome. Do that. 
find something that the market doesn't have already or take something that somebody else is already doing and find a better way to do it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just do something different. Create the change. Start the momentum. Your client base or your, or your employer is going to love you for that. If it's relationship, you know what? Maybe the change is actually moving on because you've been stuck in this place for a few years. Or maybe the change is just figuring out how to, how to reach that person differently. I don't know. I'm not in your shoes. All I'm saying is that you stay in the same place for too long. Whatever it is, you're going to be dead. Not the other people around you or that relationship or that job. You yourself, you're going to be dead inside, unhappy, unfulfilled because you're doing the same thing day in and day out over and over and over and over again. At least that's how I feel. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, you know what? My, my idea of retirement is finding a good lawn to mow somewhere and you know, just that's cool or working in a garden, that's fine. You know, maybe that's a change in your life. That's cool. Go for it. But that's not mine. I feel like as I continue through life, it's just a different stage of being able to help other people. That's pretty great. I love that. Or maybe your idea of change at some point is saying, you know what, when, when I reach 40 and I'm going to have my midlife crisis, I'm going to get an exotic car or something. I'm working towards that Corvette. You know, that's fantastic. Go for it. If that's your idea of change, who cares? Just mix things up a little bit because complacency doing the same thing every single day is what's going to kill you inside. I know I've been there. It's disgusting. I hated it. Now I don't. Number eight, I value results over time. Now, let me repeat that. Maybe different vocal inflections. I value results over time, meaning I place it results at a higher priority than the amount of time that has to go into it. And this comes back a little bit to number four when I said, go all the way, I go all the way. If you look at something, and this is something that I worked on for like an organizational thing, kind of a, a method of daily in, daily out kind of a deal, structuring your day with my team a while back. I did these things called quick hits because I was brought up saying, hey, you know what? Work through all the all the tough stuff first, you know, that way the difficult things are out of the way, the things that you have to put a lot of time into, and then you can do the quick stuff afterwards because it's just going to be easy and easy. So do the hard stuff first. That's dumb to me. Why? Because then you don't feel very accomplished. Think about this. If you have 10 things on your list to do today or this week, and Nine of those might take you five minutes, but one's going to take you five hours. I like to do the nine things first that'll take me five minutes each. I call them quick hits because I just get those out and then I feel accomplished and revved up to do that thing that's going to take an hour. So if I look at results over time, that thing that may take an hour might even have less impact than those things that take five minutes each. I value the results. I'd rather get nine things checked off my list than one on any day. That's the results that I love. Number nine, I have unreasonable dreams. Have you ever been told that, you know, make smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, actionable, time bound? I don't even remember what the, did I give them all? Realistic. R, realistic. That's the stupidest one of them all. Oh my gosh. The R in SMART goals is realistic, and that's the dumbest thing ever. Why? Because realism is something that you can only see yourself doing. 
something that you can only see that far in your life is actually being able to accomplish. So it's already like without trying, when it comes to a realistic goal, you're thinking, hey, I know I can do it because I've got all this other stuff in there. That's awesome. Go for it because you should know that you're going to win before you try to do something. That's great. But if that's the case, if you're thinking, oh, it's realistic, that means that you're not scared enough. Because if you're scared, it's going to push you even further. If you're scared, you must. That's a Tony Robbins thing. I embrace that. I have unreasonable goals. If you have a shot at going after something, try to think, oh man, you know, that's great. But what happens the 10 steps after that? What's the next 10 levels after this one goal that I have? Because that's where I really need to go. You ever heard the phrase, you know, aim for the sun and you might hit the moon? I like that one a lot better than that stupid have smart goals. That's stupid to me. Why would you want to do something realistic? Everybody in the world is realistic. Realistic is another word to me as far as like average. Do you want to be average or do you want to be above average? Do you want to be incredible? Do you want to have unreasonable dreams? And here's a, here's a hint if it's unreasonable. If you've got people around you that are saying, oh, well, why can't you just be happy where you're at? You know, or be happy with what you have. I've had people tell me that. That sucks. Hearing that, especially from close people like family, close friends, people you've been married to, or, you know, a boss, or somebody that you look up to, like a pastor or something that says, oh, what contentment, you know, why can't you just be content with what you have? Well, maybe because I'm meant for more. Did you ever think about that? That's really sad that you're kind of limiting yourself and saying, you know, what I have is all that I deserve. I would hear that all the time. Have unreasonable dreams. Number 10, I create my own reality. See the tie-in with that? Because if I have unreasonable dreams, you better be sure as hell that I'm the one that's creating my reality. It sure isn't anybody else around me. Oh no, because they're the ones that, like I was saying, that are going to say, hey, you know what? I don't know if that's really for you, or maybe it's just not something that's realistic. We're coming back to the R word again. But if you're responsible for your own reality, and this is key, and this is a... Maybe this is a short episode. I'm going to give you some bonus ones too, because I'm going to over deliver. But if you're creating your own reality, that means that you're not depending on anybody else for your happiness or for your success or for your results. And it brings you all the way back to the commitment and the actions that you need to take to achieve these and create your own reality. Did you hear that? It depends on nobody else but you. Your reality depends on you, not anybody else around you. You know what? Things are going to be flying all over and things are going to be uncontrollable sometimes when you take a look at external forces in your life. It's just going to be that way. But you know what? How did you get to that point to begin with? That's the question to ask. Because it was probably a decision that was made a month ago, a year ago, by you. Almost everything in life comes back to the choices that you make. And you're going to mess up. Lord knows I have. Things happen. But I never lose sight of my reality. Because even if you think that you derailed for a bit, it's still possible to get right back on those tracks and keep moving forward. The dreams that you had 10 years ago are still possible. As long as you take responsibility and create your own reality. Here's your bonus one. 
Number 11, you ready? Because this was going to be 10 things, but you get number 11 today. I invest in myself. I've had coaches and mentors for years. I buy decent clothes. I value who I am. I didn't always do that because I used to be fat. I used to be stuffing my face with freaking huge cookies at night and milk and not really taking care of myself. I used to work just a, you know, dead end job making $60,000 a year, which, you know, could be a good living if you're middle class America. And that's fine if that's all that you want, but it wasn't fine for me. And that, again, that, that has to do with your own reality. What's fine for somebody else might not be fine for me. What's fine for me might not be for somebody else. And that's okay, because that's what makes us human beings. That's what makes us unique. But either way, if you want to advance in life at all, you have to invest in yourself. Who wants to be the same and have the same things and be doing the same exact thing today and 20 years from now? I don't. Because to me, that's a wasted life. And if you're the person that wants to just hang it up at 65, you know, and say, I put my time in, or you're someone that just likes to punch the clock 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., that's fine. You know what? I'm just going to say, you don't have to follow me. That's okay. You don't have to listen to my show anymore. I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to people that actually want to advance things in life, that believe in mission, that believe in themselves, that feel like they should have something better, that feel like they can actually step up to the plate and create something for themselves. That's good. And for those of you who are on the edge that are thinking, you know, I, 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 there's so much stuff that I want, but I just don't know that I can do it. You know what? The reason that you want it, the reason that you want it is because you can do it. Do you hear me? You might not have done it yet, but take a look back through these 10 things or listen back through these 10 things that I talked about today. One of them could be the reason why you don't have it yet. And that's okay. Because today is a day that you can just carve out whichever one is holding you back and keep moving forward. Actually start and actually begin moving down that. Because if you have a dream and you're thinking that, oh, there's no way I can do that. The reason you have the dream in the first place is because you can do it, because you can have it, because you can deserve it. If you've ever thought the two words, I wish, dot, 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 it doesn't have to be a wish. The entire reason you're wishing it is because you can, because you will, because you deserve. Share this with about 10 people because there's a lot of people feeling stuck Coming out of last year, there's a lot of people that feel stuck. They're going to feel stuck for the next year because all this weird crap ain't going away anytime soon. I'm not talking about the virus. I'm not talking about, you know, unemployment, anything like that. There's going to be aftershocks that are going to continue to hit in people's lives from jobs, from economics, from losing homes to, to relationships torn apart, to everything that you could possibly imagine it's just how it's going to be. But how you come through that is going to be up to you because all around you, I see it every single day, is that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And if you think, oh, that's great, Rick. You know, you've got money. You've got pretty much everything you wanted wrong. I have to fight my ass off every single day to keep what I have and keep moving forward. I don't ever quit. I don't ever give up. I keep on because I am all in. What's shaking? Thank you for joining me on the All In Podcast. Click the subscribe button and smash that bell for notifications. Text me 
312-535-8520. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. See you next episode. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.